Welcome to Mama's Baked. We're Laura and Bridget, and we're your favorite cannabis advocates. We've been there, done that, and everybody asks us about it, so we decided to start Mama's Baked, and here we are talking about everything cannabis. The latest news, lifestyle, and wellness information with lots of fun baked in. Every Thursday, join us as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life, too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share us with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com. All right, welcome. We're here again. Yay! Another happy Thursday at Mama's Baked. Happy Thursday. We made it again. <laughs> right? <laughs> like my. Last week, I didn't realize it was a Tuesday on a Tuesday. Right. I had plans that day, but I just didn't, it didn't click. It was a Tuesday for whatever reason. And I work from home and I live in a very small town that you really don't have anywhere that you have to be ever. So the days blend in together from time to time. So I pop up, I'm popping around the house. I do my morning smoke routine and have my coffee and deal with my pets. And then I'm like all excited because. It's the day my husband's probably going to be stuck at work all day, so it's a great project day. I always try to plan, like, days when he's going to be gone all day, something that's going to get all spread out and messy because he won't be there messing it up. Right, right. I'm making my plan. I grab – I'm like, ooh, this is a good edible day. I grab about 20 milligrams of a candy bar, and I'm, like, stoked. I'm ready. It's, like, that – like, I don't know. Or, oh, yeah, I do know exactly what time it was. Because it was 10 minutes after I was supposed to be somewhere at 11. <laughs> and I start walking all happy back to my office because I'm in the process of purging my whole life right now. And I'm going to tackle this big box of papers. And I'm walking back there and I see muffin pans on a side table. And I was supposed to go show somebody how to make muffins at 11. And I realize it's 11 and 11.10 and I am 10 milligrams, 20 milligrams into this candy bar. Fuck. So that was my <laughs> moment of, <laughs> oh, I made it again to another day. I did. It all worked out. We rescheduled for a little later date, a little later time and uh, got her done. But yeah, yeah. I made it to another week, Bridget. <laughs> oh. Woo. I'm tired just from hearing that story. I can't even lie. It was so funny. I literally, it was such a, oh, you dumbass (laughs) moment. And it was literally, it's, you know, we, I I have my cranky days and I dread doing certain projects and I get more done when I'm actually procrastinating some other projects. So I try to have projects. That way when I'm procrastinating one. There's another one that sounds way more appealing than the one I'm procrastinating from. And it's usually writing is my favorite one to procrastinate. Um, but yeah, I was so stoked. I was just in a great mood until I realized that it was the wrong day for that. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> oh, so what are you partaking in this morning? Oh, this morning I'm feeling a little relaxed. So I actually nice. had a little MK Ultra. Nummy nummy. Yeah, I was um It's an oldie but goodie. An oldie but goodie. It's in Dutchie form, I can't lie. There was a BOGO Ooh. deal on Dutchies and you know we had a stock up. 
Yeah. I was like, mm, okay. Let me get a couple of those. Thank you. Very nice. Very nice. We yeah. Grow that at the co-op. It was one of my, my husband's favorite to grow. It was very sturdy. It was it, a good, solid plant. Yeah, it smokes nice and sturdy too. You know. I'm staying hybridy today. Yeah. My uh, youngest child came up um, on Saturday to visit me and get a haircut. I was going to cut her hair for her, and her car broke down. And so she's ended up spending the weekend. So I'm probably going to have to shuffle her around later today. Don't want to get too nappy or too chill, but a hybrid is one of my faves for just these kind of days. I got a little, uh, it's Bruce Banner. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. Little, little leaning more sativa than than indica e today. Yeah. High Mountain Health, one of my favorite dispensaries up in Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, it's one of their usual strains I can find there. Right. It's kind of a regular in-house thing. I'm not a big... I usually don't buy large quantities of that one, though. I don't know why. I feel like I get meh about it pretty quick. It's it's odd. It's not one of those ones where every time I open the container, I'm like, oh, the smell. So, yeah, it's probably more of a, oh, the buds look really good, and it's like discounted today purchase. Yeah, I'm kind of that way about Bruce Banner as well. It's kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Wait, who is Bruce Banner? Is that like Batman or something? Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Or Hulk? Is that the Hulk? I don't know. It's one of those another white guys with a like issue with violent toxic um, ma- masculinity. I am very uh, not up to date on my comic books and proud of Thank it. He, thinking he's we, savior uh, of the world. We, yeah, real time just did a rant. <laughs> Everybody got mad at Bill Maher because he didn't get the comic book thing, and he did a right around the time of Stan Lee, who was a comic. Yeah, book. yeah. Writer artist. I do know who Stanley is. Yes. Yeah. So he wrote an editorial about the comic book. Um, it's not a book. It's not great literature. Basically, was his uh-huh. theme of his editorial, and everybody thought he was ripping Stanley, which he wasn't. He was just saying, "You guys, quit calling it literature and grow up and you know, read a book." Right. So that was so he was actually defending it again this week. It was a funny mm. little it'll be it's a good YouTube clip to to look up if you're interested. I, I mean, think. it is a graphic book. So he would lose me on that argument. I can't lie. And I'm not even a big fan, but you know what I'm saying? I know some people who are Oh, you gotta and... hear the whole argument. Yeah, you gotta hear the whole thing. I am terrible I'm doing it a terrible dis disjustice. <laughs> I, I truly you. am. <laughs> Truly, I'm, I'm not. I don't know if I care enough to listen. You know what I'm saying? That's part right. of the point. Like, okay, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, if I come across that, I'll remember you said it was funny. And then I'll be like, hmm, do I have three minutes right now or don't I? Let me you see. You know, sometimes you're on the toilet with the YouTube. You never sometimes. know. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. You might, you need time, but you need to pass time. My husband's probably watched it. He's seen all the <laughs> YouTube videos. So, so uh, that's our strain of the day, yo. Good morning to good morning. And um, I don't know what else we got to talk about real quick before we go to hear our sponsors. Anything exciting going on in your world? I told you my exciting news is oh. I have a child staying with me while her car is being repaired at the shop. So That's exciting. fun time. 
I mean, nothing. I mean, nothing I mean, exciting. Here. I do have exciting stuff happening. I mean, I've told you a little about um, my business, but also I'm kind of developing my platform, which is what's exciting. I'm calling it my platform right now for okay. lack of a different word. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm creating a lot of fun stuff around um, just kind of how to live like whatever the life you want, you know, whatever that means, whatever that looks like. Uh, there's a way to do it with less fear and more love. And that's what I am hoping to teach people how to do. And a lot of different, um, details and partners and things like that have just been falling into place. And, uh, mm, you know, it's been pretty awesome. Delicious. Yeah. It's super yeah. delicious. So very Good. exciting. A lot of content has been getting created lately and a lot of conversation, a lot of, building and a lot of mapping out and planning and outlining and I will definitely be uh having some opportunities this year actually for sure to uh see some of y'all in person face to face and talk a little bit about it so if you want to know more I guess you know check me out at infusedoperations.com that's my business site but you can get a hold of me there if you want to hear more Pretty soon I'll have a real website for you to go to. I own the domain, but I'm not ready to announce it yet because I haven't done anything to it yet. <laughs> right. Don't have anybody looking. Right, right. But Don't yes, I'm pretty excited. Yet. Yay. I think we're both in a creation stage of our lives at the moment too. Doing for sure. Different projects. I got stuff I can't talk about yet either, but some exciting stuff happening you know, in my life. With humans, they say like that we are the only ones born so early in our development, right? Even to the extent that they say the first three months outside, you know, after nine months in, mm -hmm. then those first three months out really should be called the fourth trimester, although it would be, uh, you know, quarter then. But it uh, should be really right. considered the third trimester because <laughs> the human is still so undeveloped at that time. They really should just be like right next to mom the whole time. Right. And I feel like that's kind of the stage we're in right before birth. Uh, and my process has been, you know, a long one years too, but you know, it might be like six months before the birth happens. It might be a year. It might be two years, you know, who knows? We don't know yet, but we're in that like final stretch. It feels like, yeah, uh, for sure. yeah. It's, 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 my whatever. husband was talking about, somebody i don't even remember what the story was related to off the top of my head the only thing that stuck out to me was that i finally was able to help him understand the concept of being in limbo right <laughs> and it's okay i don't think he had grasped that i had felt that way for quite a long time and it wasn't i knew we had plans and i knew kind of what the plans were but I didn't know when he would be ready to implement. And it was this long process of him getting to the point where he was maybe ready to pull the trigger or not. So now that we've finally maybe more solidified those plans, something came up where he was saying, well, this poor woman has just been waiting around. <laughs> you know, basically what he was saying was exactly what my past year had been. Right. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, she's just been waiting around for somebody to make a decision. And I'm like, hello. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't that that clear cut, but it was, sure. it was a subtle, more subtle conversation. But it was a realization. And 
It was it was it was lovely. So yeah. I am at, yeah I agree at that stage, and we're more at a, a, a maybe different stage. But the plans that we're coming up with right now are so exciting. It's like probably good that I have to keep them close to to my chest right now because right. nobody can talk shit about them. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. But, I mean, I welcome the shit talking. Honestly, people feel afraid care. to shit talk yeah. me sometimes, but uh, for sure. But at the same time, be. I have not. <laughs> I have kept this stuff close to my vest for like, you know, we're talking a decade. So yeah, Yeah, maybe there was something there not allowing me to release, you know, I don't know, but timing is everything too. So hatching that egg. Sometimes. Yeah. You don't want to tell anybody the eggs under it. Yeah. Yeah, It's exciting stuff. And we'll share more with y'all as, as definitely love to share as much as you can, as soon as we can about all our exciting adventures coming up. Right. But we do have a couple topics. We'll get back to, uh, after we, after we take a break and we're back. So I wanted to talk this week about something that a lot of people are throwing around. A lot of people are talking about. In fact, last week we talked about this whole CBD, uh, and hemp bill stuff a little bit, not like we're lawyers mm-hmm. or anything. Right. Um, or not like it makes sense. Right. We talked a little bit about micro dosing and how that might work better than some of these like massive uh, doses that people are, are dealing with or dosing with, you know, an appropriate balance of CBD and THC. Mm. Um, yeah, but the ratios. What, yeah. I wanted to talk about terpenes. All right. So mm. it's funny because I feel like sometimes a new person or an old person like myself you know, I mean, I have been enjoying cannabis for, you know, more of my life than not, I would say at this point. For more than a minute. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's often like, oh, well, there's just so many cannabinoids and there's so many, you know, different compounds and there's so many terpenes that you can't possibly really know anything. And, but really just, you know, and I've heard this and I like this and I've used this advice, but, and it, and it works for me generally speaking. So hold on to this advice, but they're like, Oh, just go with like whatever smells good to you in that moment. Just go with that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, great. However, here I am now lately in this search for what's going to be the exact strain that I want to make a good nighttime tincture for myself with, right? Now, you and I have already discussed, it's probably going to be Granddaddy Perp, but at the same time, there's always a lot of different deals, and we're talking about making something to tincture so I can buy ugly weed, you know what I'm saying, which means I can buy cheaper weed, which means maybe I can find something else that's less expensive that I can use to make in my tincture. And keep my granddaddy perp for smoking. (laughs) Um, And so trying to figure out what would work, right? So just actually yesterday, in fact, they did. um, But CBD Hacker is just a website that writes about different stuff, uh, CBD related. And they put out a a quick little uh, infographic about the terpenes, right? Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But what they did is they just really simplified it down to kind of the top five terpenes that are most frequently in high concentration uh, in most cannabis and that cannabis typically is going to have one or the other of these or possibly many of them that are possibly a little higher or lower. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So and then also in the infographic, which, of course, we're putting the link in the um, 
in the, the profile episode, you know, whatever, that little, yeah, that yeah, little yeah, blurb yeah. underneath our episode. Yes, yeah. yes. So you can just click on there. You can see this for yourself. But I loved it because it was very simple, literally got two sentences about the top five terpenes. Uh, and I thought it was so uh, on point and easy to understand. So I thought I could just go through that really quick for our people um, because this can help me really, I think, uh, figure out exactly which strains would probably be the best for what I really want right now, you know, because it's not always just sleep. Sometimes it's sleep and, you know, blood sugar issues or sleep and inflammation issues or sleep and pain issues or, you know, any number of things it could be for you or me. Right. So. And how uh, would the, how is this list going to help people pick strains? Well, because it lists out these five top, uh, terpenes and just gives a very quick explanation, a very understandable explanation of what they might kind of work for a little bit and what besides cannabis, what kind of uh, items they would find it in. So, for example, they talk about limonene first, right? And mm -hmm. I know I love limonene. It's something that we describe as citrus. The way they describe it um, is they say that it's thought it's thought to because, of course, we don't have any super hard scientific evidence yet that we can use. We're working on it, right? Come on, mm -hmm. FDA. Uh, but it's thought to stimulate the immune system in addition to fighting inflammation and anxiety. Uh, it says that aside from cannabis, you can find it in citrus fruits, mint, rosemary, and juniper, right? And that's all it says about it. But um, what's good about it, like I said, is just that it highlighted the top five. So it's like a easy to digest first step past simply trust your nose, right? So it's like step two past simply trust your nose. Uh, linalool, it says it's known for its relaxing anti-anxiety effects, which I probably would love to get something with something along those lines in it, which I may or may not be able to find because as you and I know, every dispensary is not great, but we can do our research online. We can find uh, strains that are, you know, theoretically would carry this in it if they're bred properly, that kind of stuff. Um, right. That's the part that I wanted to make sure we, we yeah. emphasize. Yeah. But like linalool, yeah. it occurs naturally in lavender, right? Oh, okay. That makes sense that it's relaxing. It occurs in lavender, cinnamon, and birch trees. So if you go in, you're smelling something lavenderly. Okay. That might be the linalool, right? So. And sometimes it's floral smelling too. It smells sure. like you're like, oh, it's, you know, maybe it won't smell lavender per se, but it still smells more flowery than. Honestly, and none of the top none of the top five uh, say anything flowery, so that makes a lot of sense that that would be how that might come across. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's and more lavender like is a very smelly flower. You know, it's it's right. It's, so it might be something about uh, the fact that it is a flower. The next one they mention is the apinine, which has yes. in anti-inflammatory, and it's um, also possibly a bronchodilator. They say it might even help with memory. Yeah, so I think this is probably one that might kick in when we're talking about the stuff that's happening with Alzheimer's and dementia, maybe. And um, yeah, maybe who it's knows? Also, you know. well, the the one of the things with Alzheimer's is it's helping to reduce the plaques. The cannabis is helping the plaques not build up, which Interesting. is part of the brain damaging. Well, this is kind of like pine trees and sage are the, those are other things that have that terpene in it, which I think is great. Cause when you think about it, like I have this, um, Rosemary yeah, I mean, that is smell also in that family. Oh yeah. So, you know, you think about that smell and how it will clear you right on up, huh? Mm -hmm. Basil, all the good Italian 
uh, herbs are in that family too. Yeah. So they only mentioned two other ones, which is the, the B. Carl, Feline, whatever, which is the spicy one. one. Yeah, that's hard to say too. Um, but that's what's in black pepper and oregano. So you might recognize a kind of peppery. Um, and then B. Mercine, which uh, other sources for that one, that also has a more sedative effect. So it'd be Correct. interesting to see... Um, you know, in something like a granddaddy perp, it'd be interesting to see what the, uh, where these five terpenes specifically, uh, fall within that one. But, uh, lemongrass, mangoes, hops, cardamom, those are some of the other places that we get be mercing. So anyways, I just thought it was really simple and nice and a good way to like, like I said, step two, uh, as we're learning more and more about terpenes and how they kind of our medicine for us, honestly. Absolutely. And just like the, the herbs that you mentioned, like rosemary and Mm -hmm. all those have apps, actual medicinal benefits as well. I'd love to know Um, what terpenes like turmeric and some things like that, that are known kind of healing, uh, spices, so to speak. It'd be interesting to learn more about what terpenes are in things like that too. Absolutely. There are, I mean, I, maybe there aren't. Maybe I want to do one quick Google search. Right. I like. I feel like I have so much to learn, but it's just been easy. And that's why I wanted to bring this up, because it's been easy to just be like, oh, it's too much to figure out. Um, and then suddenly I'm here like, OK, I want to get a strain for a thing, but I don't want to just buy an ounce of something because it's inexpensive and then find out that it's something that's going to give my legs the wiggles all night still, you know, or whatever, Ugh, what have you, yes. right? That'd be a problem. So, uh, so trying to figure out as much and be able to do as much research as I can ahead of time feels good to me. Cause I'm that kind of girl. I was trying to figure out, I couldn't, I think it's the C one that I can never pronounce is the gasoline smell too. That's the other Diesel. missing one that, yeah. Which has that, and I was trying to do a quick search because I couldn't remember. And I think it's the whatever one. Yeah, the carofferol or whatever. Something, I believe something. that's, but that might be the gasoline scent. Yeah. And usually associated, usually you can smell like gas and citrus together often, usually in the sativas. Well, There's and no I mean, we've mentioned before, and this uh, this particular article that I was talking about certainly mentioned it, but it's an entourage effect. They work together. It's not about, oh, I'm going to go find just some limonene, you know, limonene right. uh, cannabis or anything. Uh, they all work together overall within our body. But if you can get ones that smell a little stronger in this regard or that regard, you might find that they have a little more of that effect or you know, another more what you're looking for. for right. Sure. And You'd be able to customize I... it a little better, even though they go through. I mean, my frustration is like every dispensary or every place I go to has like, you know, 50 different things at all times. And if I have to go to a different place, they have 50 whole new different things. Uh, you know, very rarely there, you know, there may be like five strains. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it's 10, right. but it feels like there's like five to 10 strains max that you would ever find like consistently, uh, in different places, unless you go with something like Dutchies, you know, which is like, then I know I can get what I get. Uh, even if I'm at a different location. Um, but right. 
You know, I mean, shoot, you know, it's fire cookies. Oh, yeah, that's a Dutchie string. But, you know, I mean, they just got like there's so many names for everything. Everybody's putting out their names. (laughs) So there was this white paper written um, that was discussed in a a call that I was on last week. Let's see if I can read this, guys. If I can make this big enough. I do have glasses on order. (laughs) Everybody will be so happy. Um, Ethan B. Russo. And it does not say, and it was published in January of 2019 in Frontiers in Plant Science. I do not have the article. I just have a little snippet, or I would give you the link to it. But that's the information. Um, but basically what he is talking about is he would like to start listing instead of calling it strains this is his suggestion mm-hmm. it's just something very new um he said you know because we call everything strains um it's not necessarily a appropriate term to use for plants strains are what we use to uh, is a term we use to call things like bacteria and viruses true story this is the quick summary so he thinks that given that what's really important is the plant height and the, the way the leaves are grown because that's like the indicas have very fat leaf mm-hmm. and then the sativas are usually like a thinner leaf, the longer, very skinnier, scraggly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the, the indicas grow slower and stockier. So it's very plant yeah. related to their, the way they grow their structure. But he, mm-hmm. he wants to start calling cannabis types, chemovars, C H E. C-H-E-M-O-V-A-R-S. Chemovars. Um, okay. Instead of trying to come up with different, like, say, it, the strain of this. I feel like that's not going to, that's not going to um come, I feel like that's not going to go over well only because, I mean, maybe chemo? it will, but yeah, I mean, who <laughs> wants to call it chemo? I know. I just wanted to share that little bit of information that there are people like, out the there heck? working with the wording of what we're calling things. I'm always just annoyed, like I've said many a time with the whole strain thing. And just definitely, like you said, you once you find somebody that grows something you like, buy it at the same place over and over. Um, but until but it yeah. changes, because guess what? Growers change jobs. Also, growers quit jobs. Also, you know what I'm saying? Also, companies don't do what growers say sometimes. Like, it's just so many things that can happen. I'm just... Oh, no, totally. I I think it's because I also had, like, a couple of locations that I always knew, like, okay, I can go there to get super high quality stuff every time. And then the grower left. And then a grower left. And I'm like, oh, no. Now can I still get what I want? Is it still going to be that good? Will they be able to carry it on? Will they mess it all up? (laughs) <laughs> oh and these guys this and i'm not going to name them sure of course but this particular place that i was my go-to that i drove 40 minutes one way just to go get particular strains caramel ice um they started making it about like the scuttlebutt basically trying new lights and trying this and then trying that and going with whatever the rep brought in be like me running my restaurant every time a food distributor came in so we've got this hot new product you know why don't you try it and screwing up my kitchen because i'm trying something new every week it's just right 
it screwed up the plants and the quality went down the plants were drier exactly. the the potency was half the the flavor or it was hit and miss sometimes i'd come home and like a week later it would just smell like nothing yeah tasted like nothing it was just not even enjoyable to and then it. you know you've got laws happening so that people can grow in different places and honestly i as much as i know people lost money and all that good stuff i love that like california instituted you know some pretty strict testing laws and that kind of stuff so that people you know growers companies etc they have to meet a certain quality standard um, but it's like, but then they can't transport that stuff out of state anyway. So I can't get none of that good, clean, guaranteed, no, clean weed. You know, you know what I'm drive. saying? I'm stuck with just being like, uh, fingers crossed <laughs> or go there test is... it myself. Like we've discussed. Right, yeah, there is a state and I'm Michigan, Minnesota. I can't remember. I think it's Minnesota, but I, I could be wrong. It's an M state. Let's leave it at that. There's an okay. M state yeah. that I was reading about that is implementing they are allowing boutique small licenses so you're not big enough to support you know you're not making a creating a girl big enough to support an entire dispensary's consumption but you are they are allowing boutique growers who want to specialize in one strain high quality and that's what they're going to focus on and then there are small businesses or small business um support coming in to help these individuals apply for the licenses and obtain them so say you do love a particular strain for your tincture and you you and i've always talked about that would be key if i could get the same strain month after month after month right for my sleep tincture which i can't right exactly um, these boutique shops would be an ideal place if you find a couple strains that work for your particular disorder there's going to be a place in the state where someone's growing it I right. think it's an incredibly great idea. And I would something, you know, there's a million chain restaurants in the world and they bring in billions and billions of dollars. But that doesn't mean that there's still not the ability to open your own small restaurant, right. operate, run it and have a decent quality of life. Okay, I'm lying. No one in the restaurant has a decent quality of life. No, no, that's what? not part of it. But if you yeah, want your you know, quality I mean, of life to be running a restaurant, if you want you your days and nights and moments and breath, every friend, every, breath. every life uh, up and down <laughs> yeah. to happen in a kitchen of a restaurant, then mm -hmm. you definitely can do that. <laughs> Whether or not there's big people, you know, I know there's a lot in, within the cannabis community yeah. right now. There's so much, you know, shit talk about and community the is the word though taking over community right, right. is the key word and i'm not on that particular bandwagon of hating the large chains that are popping up especially in canada um because that doesn't yes there's a lot of people that get eaten up by that but there's a lot of people that open up small businesses to be eaten up too it's not always a victim crime right. uh, you know i if someone had come and offered me a whole, you know, a whole shit ton of money to scoop up my restaurant, it'd definitely be something I would think about. So my point was more that just because there's large companies and big chains that do things in mass, a massive scale, does not mean that it eliminates the ability for people to also partake in a smaller scale. Right. It doesn't wipe that out. It doesn't right. eliminate it. And which is a great example of this end state, whichever it was, allowing these boutique growers yeah. to specialize in strains. And that's the, the people that benefit from that are the patients because right. they're able to identify 
what works for what top shelf yeah. right right yeah so, yeah i just hate it that it's them. like it's like this just big race for growers and everybody has placed growers at such a high uh level and i'm not saying they shouldn't be right right um and that's how the industry has moved because that's who mattered from the beginning you know what i'm saying Absolutely. and those that's who risked everything to do it also mm-hmm. although i would like to see many more um growers of color getting success and mm-hmm. recognition but on another note women uh, and women exactly uh but be, you know that having been said uh the patients at this point with the medical market, at least, and the market that you and I mostly are focused on, you know, th- there should be some medical, there should be some, 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 some patient driven focus on mm. growing practices and breeding practices and, you know, how that's happening as opposed to Strain just being like, who can do the best, yeah. you know, biggest thing. Yeah, who can who can hook up weed to a fucking weed blower and yeah smoke out a crowd, you not know, me, not medical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that and there are you you'll find them out there. There are dispensaries, but I do not think, especially for strain consistency. I mean, one of the things we loved about being at the co-op, a you watched your plant, you knew what strain, and we could all, you know, share between each other. No. We didn't all grow the same strain. Right. I grew certain strains. They grew certain strains. My husband had a couple strains, right. but he grew mine too. I'm not. I'm of lying. Of course, right. He mostly grew my stuff. But yeah. the, what I missed is like we. You made bouquets up in the front office. They left them for me in the morning. <laughs> the growers would leave me big leaves, but we would juice leaves. Right. And we would eat raw bud. We would have THCA available, uh, right. which is a huge benefit. Highly recommend. Just eat a nug. Get you a little THCA. Um, and you can do it with the cure, too. It's just not as much. Yeah. But, yeah, the the availability of that would be awesome for patients. And I wish that the dispensaries would remember in their growing practice. It's not just about, um, like you said, the quantity all the time. Charge a little bit more and grow the same crop over and over again. Yeah. So that patients can actually count on you. Yeah, because I find it's not even just a top shelf, bottom shelf type of situation. It's not like I can go in and find at least the same stuff across the top shelf. No, that's just not true. They have their own top shelf stuff that they've named their own stuff. So then it's like, okay, you know. Right. And grow it from month to month. I understand. Right. Keep doing it. When a crop goes bad, but maybe, you know. Right, Have some like practice before you put it out. Every day, there's new clones being started or something. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's that tough to set up. You know, that kind of a production not that cycle. Patient. Not not patient focused enough yet. No. Getting there. It's getting still there. Focused. Yeah, getting there. But for there. a medical state, I just wish it was more medical because then it's going to go wreck and. Right. Literally. And then it's really going to be a free for all. I mean, honestly, that's exactly what will happen. Medical, unless, unless there's some kind of niche built out for medical cannabis somehow, you know, unless that is built into its own separate individual market somehow. I'm not saying I know anything about what that means or what that would look like, but. So that is part of the Canadian process in that. There is a particular type of grow that is certified 
um, to be allowed to be exported to Europe. Mm-hmm. So Europe has very specific. Well, and also insurance of, can pay for uh, medical marijuana. Can, can oh, only in Germany right oh, now? Oh, not in Canada. Okay, I thought Canada I also so. there was some. It could some be. Scenarios. I hadn't heard that specifically, okay. but but Canada's got their own standards, but Europe has very different standards, and there's only I think two grows currently certified by the European standards operating in Canada. Mm-hmm. So that's a level of a distinction that these larger corporations have the money to yeah. put in all the And to me, that, that should a hundred percent exist and it should run through the medical system because like if you have insurance, your insurance should pay for the cannabis medicine you need, whatever form or, you know, that is uh, for your family or for your insured members, just like they do Correct. any other medical, you know, any other medication. I mean, obviously they make a pharmacological, you know, log or, you know, you know, uh, whatever they yeah. call that form that tells you how they're going to pay for what, but you know, I mean, cannabis should be able to be on there. And I see what you're saying about there's two growers in Canada right now that are licensed or whatever for that. And that's exactly what I'm talking about is some kind of a higher level licensing standard that would allow, you know, you to move through a pharmaceutical level of, um, you know, cannabis supplies. They're actually doing so much. It's hard to keep up with Canada right now. There's cannabis growth. Cannabis growth is developing patents on combinations. They're um, focusing... I just read um, or I just saw an interview where he they are working on excuse me juniper season up here um, oh yeah oh, they're opioid addiction protocol for treating opioid addictions with cannabis and they're actually coming up with a whole protocol to start and implement that, which would be exciting as well. This is so, canopy yeah. growth. That's doing that work or some, or yeah. you said somebody else. Nice. Nope, canopy canopy. And Love um, it. He, he was just being interviewed about that. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. They are going, you know, and, and we can avoid it. You can still, you know, eventually find your own plants, but they're going to be doing a lot of manipulating with the plants and the terpenes and the, and the entourage effects and, I think, yeah, definitely they've bought a couple of big labs, too, so they're definitely going to be identifying um, more and more and more cannabinoids and um, medicinal effects and isolating those and being able to grow plants that will knock your ass out to sleep. Right. That's one of the things they're working on is is sleep programs. I mean, sleep is so essential in our society and so lacking and so many of the alternative options are so bad you know i mean like i said even melatonin has uh side effects of nightmares for some people and children like i mean uh yeah i don't really want to fall asleep and be stuck asleep if i'm nightmaring while i'm there (laughs) you know like no thanks um so yeah they're they're gonna be coming up with a lot of exciting um huge things it's gonna piss off a lot of people it's gonna excite a lot of people um but I think the medical program, um, I think there's a hope if people continue to support it that they separate the two. I mean, you can have, go go to a bar and enjoy cocktails. 
and then there's a separate place for your medicine. So yeah, time will tell. It'll be time will tell. How we support it. Well, I mean, I know that right now there's a lot of like nurses that are starting to get on board. What we got the Cannabis Nurses Association. Is that what they're called? Um, that yes. we met several really leading members of amazing human beings, amazing people who are out there helping people. Uh, nurse Heather. Yeah, nurse, nurse Heather. Heather. And it was not only her. Uh, in fact, I don't even think that's, is that her organization, the Cannabis Nurses Network? I believe so. Or uh, is it Cannabis Nurses Network or Association? Anyways, we'll look it up. We'll throw the, we'll throw the link in if we can. But um, yeah, I mean, maybe support business, support organizations like that a lot because nurses definitely have some say so in the, in the medical field. They may, you know, we may not think of them that way, but the truth is they're really the wheel in the middle of the wheel, so to speak of a lot of our healthcare system. So as they get that information from a medical perspective of those type of things, then they might be the ones that really are at the forefront leading the way towards uh, making sure that there's good medical access. Cause there's going to be, the, they're going to be the ones working with humans who need access and who perhaps have financial restraints that don't allow them that access. You know, that's my thought. And they've worked and they, they, they work with patients so much and know firsthand and are able to present yeah. the experience when patients are just too damn tired, too. Right. And Nurse Heather is, um, we got to hear her speak. She, it's Cannabis Nurses Network. Is that what we were saying? I was, make sure we I was right. saying, yeah, yeah, I said that in the second time. So it's Cannabis Nurse Network. But she was also talking to us about some really exciting um things that are going to be nurses are going to be required to learn about cannabis as part of their continuing education and she was going to be presenting some information at a big nursing conference yeah that's that's uh end of um february it's happening coming up very soon yeah Yeah. so very exciting and somebody that you should follow if you don't already follow nurse heather's activities cannabis nurse heather can find her on Facebook. She's done a lot. She fought hard to get autism included um, here in Arizona. She's out of New Mexico mostly. Her husband's been involved in California, Arizona, and New Mexico's um, cannabis efforts. Right. Um, I met them first when the Charlotte's Web story was first being talked about very early, early on, like 2011 maybe, 12. And... Um, her husband was part of the team taking the Charlotte story via a documentary that had literally just been put out and taking it to all these small screenings. Oh no, it was actually, I think it was 2013, 2013. And so I met nurse Heather and her, I think her significant other husband, maybe I can't remember. Todd, right. um, um, Todd Manis, maybe. Uh, anyway. No, no, no. It's, um, hold on. It's not the right name. No, nope. It is Ken Sobel. That's it. Ken yeah. Sobel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who was I thinking of? I was like, hold up. Um, don't, 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 don't say the yeah. wrong husband person. Yeah. <laughs> not, no idea who that, is, that man is. The work that he's done also has definitely helped. I believe she actually was part of starting the first edible line, too, in Arizona. Or he was. So, yeah, they've long history and she's worked really hard. And if she has gotten been part of getting cannabis into the um, 
requirements for nurses to learn more. I, you know, yay, nothing yeah. like more education for our medical staff. I've yeah. seen people now they're bringing in their pot vapes to people in the hospital so they can right. medicate or edibles, you know, and nurses are not, they're like, I just don't talk about it. Yeah, exactly. They are there to help, um, you know, patients feel good and get better, you know. Yeah. You know, at the same time, they obviously have rules, regulations, da 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 da. But, you know, like I said, all all I'm saying is they are a force to be reckoned with in general. And the more that they know and use and see and experience the benefits of medical cannabis, I think that they will be the ones at the forefront that we can support. that will be at and the we'll forefront of really, uh, yeah, getting our medical, you know, stuff done. We need to be like Israel, where they can bring you in a bag of vaped cannabis and leave you with the bag to self-regulate your pain control yourself, not right. being, you know, dependent on them coming in and giving you a shot. Like, hey, here's your bag. Yeah. I'll see you again in a few hours. You can't have another one for three hours. Yeah. You know, here, here it is. Yeah. And in Israel, they're doing that for cancer patients, bringing them vaped bags of cannabis into your hospital room yeah love it we need to be there lesson of the day you know get to know your cannabis use it for your health be informed be educated search out resources there's a lot of resources out there now it's okay to discount resources that don't seem credible because there are a lot of credible ones out there that have been established and have been building over time so you know Go straight to the nurse's mouth, so to speak. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right to the source. Yeah. And that wraps up our chat about terpenes and medical cannabis and the exciting adventures of what's going on out there currently in the cannabis world. And we will. And till next week. We'll see you later. Stay lifted. Join us every Thursday as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com.